Joshua chapter 14. We're going to read from verses 6 through 14. Then the children of Judah came unto Joshua in Gilgal, and Caleb, the son of Jephunneh the Kenizzite, said unto him, Thou knowest the thing that the Lord said unto Moses, the man of God, concerning me and thee in Kadesh Barnea. Forty years old was I when Moses, the servant of the Lord, sent me from Kadesh Barnea to espy out the land. And I brought him word again as it was in mine heart. Nevertheless, my brethren that went up with me made the heart of the people melt. Now notice the next phrase, but I wholly followed the Lord my God. One translation interprets that word holy to wholeheartedly. I wholeheartedly follow the Lord my God. And Moses swear on that day saying, surely the land whereon thy feet have trodden shall be thine inheritance and thy children's forever. Here's this phrase a second time. Because thou hast wholly followed the Lord my God. And now, behold, the Lord has kept me alive, as he said, these forty and five years, even since the Lord spake this word unto Moses, while the children of Israel wandered in the wilderness. And now, lo, I am this day eighty-five years old, Four score and five years old, as yet I am as strong this day as I was in the day that Moses sent me. As my strength was then, even so is my strength now for war, both to go out and to come in. Now, therefore, Caleb's about to make a bold statement. Give me this mountain. Whereof the Lord spake in that day, for thou heardest in that day how the Anakims were there, and that the cities were great and fenced. He's made his bold statement, and now he's about to give a declaration of faith. If so be the Lord will be with me, then I shall be able to drive them out as the Lord said. And Joshua blessed him and gave unto Caleb, the son of Jephunneh, Hebron for an inheritance. Hebron therefore became the inheritance of Caleb, the son of Jephunneh, the Kenizzite, unto this day, because that he wholly followed the Lord his God. Let's join our voices and hearts together in prayer. Father, we've already sensed your presence here. Lord, it has been discerned that there is an authority in this place. And Lord, we sense that spirit of victory. I pray, God, as we go into your word and unpackage the context of what we have read, Lord, open up our understanding. Let our spirits respond, I pray, to, Lord, what you have for us individually and what you have for us corporately. I pray that you will allow me to communicate, Lord, with clarity what you have placed upon my heart. So in the end, you are glorified. In the end, Lord, your word is manifested in this place and in our lives. And we will thank you for it in Jesus' name. Let everybody say amen. amen. 
Three times in our scripture text, we read that Caleb wholly followed the Lord, his God. How many know that there are blessings for those who will wholeheartedly follow after God? When God makes a promise, he keeps that promise. Psalm 119 verse 89 and 90 declares, Forever, O Lord, thy word is settled in heaven. Thy faithfulness is unto all generations. Thou hast established the earth and it abideth. It does not matter how many battles you fight. It does not matter how many times you have to struggle to advance. When God gives you a promise and you wholeheartedly follow after God, he will surely bring it to pass. Because Caleb wholeheartedly followed the Lord, God was keeping the promise that he made 45 years earlier through his servant, Moses. As a child of God, remain faithful to God, and God will remain faithful to you. As you wholeheartedly follow the Lord, you will experience the things that God has placed in your heart. Psalm 37, verse 3 to 5 in the New King James Version says, Trust in the Lord and do good. Dwell in the land and feed on his faithfulness. You can literally feed off of the faithfulness of God. It will strengthen you. It will sustain you. Verse 4 says, Delight thyself also in the Lord. And he shall give you the desires of your heart. Because when you and I delight ourselves in the Lord, then what God wants is what we want. And so that's why he can say, I'll give you the desires of your heart because that is first preceded by delight yourself in the Lord. Verse 5, commit your way to the Lord, trust also in him, and he shall bring it to pass. I'm wondering, by a show of hands, is there anyone here tonight that would say, I have some promises from God? Yeah, you're just saying, yes, I know that God has given me some promises. I have not experienced the fulfillment of those promises yet, but God has given them to me, and I'm going to remain faithful. I'm going to wholeheartedly follow after the Lord my God. I believe that there are those sitting here tonight that are willing to stand just like Caleb and declare, give me this mountain. I'm going to make some statements, and on this Sunday night, I would like you to respond with me. So when I make a statement, I want you to make that bold response that Caleb did by saying, give me this mountain. You may be struggling financially, you may be struggling relationally. You may be struggling emotionally. Your mind may be stressed and burdened with so many things, so you're struggling mentally. 
your body may be suffering right now and you're struggling with sickness. I don't know what mountain you are facing right now, but if you will stand on the promises of God and say, give me this mountain, I declare to you, it is yours. You may have to fight. You may have to overcome some giants, but if you will stand on the promises of God, it is yours. The prophet Isaiah said in Isaiah chapter 43, verses 1 to 3, when you pass through the waters, but now thus saith the Lord who created you. Let's start there. Let's always remember who created us. And the one who created us is the one who determines our purpose. I will be with you. Fear not, for I have redeemed you. I have called you by your name. You are mine. God knows you personally. He's a personal God. He can be touched with your struggles, with your worries, with your concerns, with your frustrations. And then he begins to describe some situations. When you pass through the waters, I will be with you. And through the rivers, they shall not overflow you. When you walk through the fire, you shall not be burned, nor shall the flame kindle upon you. For I am the Lord your God, the Holy One of Israel, your Savior. Someone shout, give me this mountain. See, mountains can represent many things. Mountains represent difficulties. Mountains represent challenges or problems. But mountains can also represent promises. You see, for the child of God, mountains are meant to be climbed. Mountains are meant to be conquered. Mountains allow us to discover determination, direction, and destiny. So let me talk to you about two mountains in the Word of God. It was on top of Mount Moriah that God tested Abraham's willingness and determination to trust him wholeheartedly. We read the story in Genesis chapter 22 where God speaks to Abraham and he says, take your son, your only son, the one that you love, and sacrifice him to me. And so Abram takes the promise, Isaac. This makes absolutely no sense to Abraham. But he obeys the word of God. And he goes on a three-day journey into the land of Moriah. And he sees the mountain. And he looks at the two servants that are with him. And he says, you stay here with the donkeys. My son and I are going over there to worship. Now, earlier, God said, I want you to take your son 
and I want you to sacrifice him to me. But Abraham doesn't say that. Abraham says to his two servants, you wait here with the things because I'm going with my son to worship. You see what God called sacrifice, Abraham had an understanding that if you're really going to worship God, it's going to cost you something. If you're really going to give him the praise and the worship that he deserves, it's going to be a sacrifice, but it's actually worship unto God. And he said, we will come back. There's that faith. And he goes up and he's about to bring down the knife on his son. And the angel of the Lord speaks and says, do not lay a hand on the boy. Do not hurt him in any way. For now I know that you truly fear God. You have not withheld from me even your son, your only son. It did not make sense. In Isaac was the promise. And Isaac was the future of everything Abraham had hoped for, had dreamed. Isaac was actually the manifestation and fulfillment of God's promise to him. Now, God, you're asking me to sacrifice everything, my hope, my future, my destiny? Can I say to someone tonight, the best thing you can do is give your promise to God. It is a lot easier, though, to obey God when everything makes sense and you understand all the details. Okay, sure, no problem. But even some of you are thinking, but that doesn't even make sense because the Bible already tells us that God despised child sacrifice. So he was never going to require that because he despised it. But he was testing Abraham. Are you willing to give your promise to me? You see, when God's request requires sacrifice, extreme sacrifice, that is when we respond by faith that is manifested through our obedience to God's word. Mountains can reveal how determined you are to obey God. Mountains require effort. They demand sacrifice and they call for determination. A mountain is not always bad. But a mountain will always require something from you if you are to conquer it. It was on top of Mount Sinai that God revealed the tabernacle plan. And we heard a beautiful four-part series from Pastor Woodward on the tabernacle, House of Prayer. But in this tabernacle plan that God had given to Moses... It gave the outline for how God's people were to worship him and experience future salvation. On that same mountain, God gave the Ten Commandments, giving direction to his people. So I repeat, mountains are meant 
to be climbed. Mountains are meant to be conquered. Mountains allow us to discover determination, direction, and destiny. See, Caleb understood a blessing when he saw it. Others saw problems. Caleb saw promise. Others saw a burden. Caleb saw a blessing. Others saw an obstacle. Caleb saw an opportunity. Others saw struggle. Caleb saw success. Yes, he would have to fight and conquer the giants who were occupying that mountain. But Caleb remembered what God had promised. So he said to Joshua, and now behold, the Lord has kept me alive. Now when this whole COVID-19 thing came out, there was a global proliferation of fear. And I know COVID-19 is real. We have to use wisdom and all of that. But fear has no place in the mind of a child of God. God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. Yes, COVID-19 is at work here, but the very fact that you and I are still alive means God's not through with you yet. There's no sickness. There's no demon. There's nothing that can take you out of the purpose and plan of God if you say yes to God for your life. You, you use wisdom. You respect the guidelines. But don't fear this COVID-19. If the devil could have killed you, you'd already be dead. But thanks be unto God, which causes us to triumph through our Lord Jesus Christ. Greater is he that is in you than he that is in this world. God is with you. And God will continue to work in you and through you for his glory. As we heard this morning, you need a neighbor. We need to be a neighbor. It's all right. God's with you. He's going to help you. He's going to protect you. So Caleb, standing before Joshua as a battle-tested man of faith, declares, Now therefore, give me this mountain. Whereof the Lord spake in that day, if so be the Lord will be with me, then I shall be able to drive them out as the Lord said. Before you can experience the miraculous, you must first see God in the situation. Caleb believed and followed God wholeheartedly. 
Even when others struggled with their faith, Caleb believed. When others said, we're not able to possess the promise, Caleb declared, we are able to go up and take the country. And in the end, Caleb possessed what God had promised. Joshua chapter 14, verse 7 in our text says that Caleb had something in his heart. Forty years old was I when Moses, the servant of the Lord, sent me from Kadesh Barnea to a spy out the land. And I brought him word again as it was in mine heart. What does that mean? As I began to think about that, to me, as Caleb walked through a portion of the land that God had promised, he saw that it was good. But something happened that allowed him to look past the problems and past the obstacles. And I believe it was a deeper, clearer understanding of the promises of God. You see, before this journey into the promised land with the 11 other spies, Caleb had heard about the promise. Caleb had heard the stories and he heard that there's a land flowing with milk and honey. But now, Caleb began to see these promises with his very own eyes. And these promises entered into his heart. A living faith in a living God grabbed hold of God's living promises and planted them in his heart. What is in your heart? Faith in the right object will place the right desires in your heart that will produce the miraculous. Do you have something in your heart that you're believing God for? I know the answer to that is yes, because you raised your hand earlier. That you believe you have some promises from God. And no matter how big that mountain is, there's authority in this room. It's the name of Jesus. And when we speak the name of Jesus, it has nothing to do with our ability. It has everything to do with his ability and the authority that is in the name of Jesus. As we are all reminded of the Apostle Paul when he wrote that at the name of Jesus, every knee shall bow and every tongue shall confess that Jesus is Lord of all, whether in heaven, on earth, or under the earth. It matters not. There's an authority that's in the name of Jesus. There's victory in the name of Jesus. What do you see when you look at your mountain? Do you see an obstacle? Or do you see an opportunity for God to be glorified? When I look at a population of almost 60 million and then you take the subregion and you start adding the numbers, for me personally, it's a big number. It's a big mountain. But we have a big God. 
If it was left up to me, I'd actually resign. <laughs> but it's not left up to me. We're nothing, but he's everything. And so whatever mountain you're facing, it's not an obstacle. It's an opportunity. It's not a burden. It's a blessing. It's not a problem. It's a promise. Get into the word of God and declare this is what the Lord has said. And then be willing to declare, give me this mountain. And then what did he do? He said, I'm going to act on it. And here's the faith. If God be with me, and that really wasn't a question, even though he was just making it known that when I do this, it's not by my own ability. It's not my military strength. Even though after 45 years, I'm as strong today as I was when the promise was given, if God be with me, then I will be able to overcome them. And so in the end, when I stand victorious on this mountain, you will know that God is with me. I am not alone. I didn't do it by my own strength. I didn't do it by my own intellect. And so I say to you tonight, whatever you're facing, whatever your mountain is, speak to it authoritatively in the name of Jesus and just say, it's mine. And then you will know when you conquer it that God was with you because you couldn't do it on your own. So if you're here tonight and as the word of God was going forth in your spirit, it was beginning to rise up within you. Yeah, God is going to help me conquer my mountain. This thing that I've been looking at for some period of time, whatever that mountain is, if in your spirit there is this faith that is building and rising that declares, give me this mountain, then I'm inviting you right now to stand to your feet and just raise your hands to the one that can empower you, to the one who has already anointed you, to the one who will direct your steps. That's it. That's it. Now we're feeling the presence and power of God. But there may be some of you right now saying, I don't feel a whole lot. Listen, you don't have to feel it. It's the word of God that is forever settled in heaven. So you begin to declare it. You begin to speak it. Speak to that mountain. If you're struggling right now with sickness in your body, Speak to that mountain in the name of Jesus. That's it. Let faith arise. Give me this mountain. This book is full of promises. He was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of his peace was upon us, and with his stripes we are healed. He sent his word and healed them 
all. Whether it's a financial situation, give and it shall be given unto you. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, running over, shall men give into your bosoms. As Pastor Woodward said, prayed for promotion. Yeah, that's God doing it through man. But my God shall supply all your need according to his riches and glory. You may be struggling mentally right now. Perfect peace have they whose mind is stayed on thee. Because he trusts in the Lord. Trust in him. For in Jehovah is everlasting strength. If you're a little overwhelmed by all the restrictions and everything that's going on, just cast your care upon him, for he careth for you. Cast your burdens upon the Lord, and he will sustain you. He will never suffer the righteous to be moved. This book is full of living promises. Grab a hold of them and allow the living word of God to be planted in your spirit and in your heart. And then speak. If you have, Pastor Woodward did this last Sunday, so I think we're okay if we follow the restrictions. If there's just something inside of you that says, I, I just need to take that step of faith. I, I, I just can't stand where I'm at. Just put your mask on. Put your mask on if you have one. Practice the social distancing of six feet. But you can come to this altar and you can come as close as you can. And then you can go to the first pew, and that's the six feet. But if there's some, if there's just something inside of you right now that's saying, no, give me this mountain. I'm going to take a step of faith. Devil, I'm going to show you right now. But if you're more comfortable standing where you are, that's okay too. But God's about to unleash something in this place. And then... And in a few minutes, it'll come. There's going to be a shout of victory. Mixed, you could say, almost with a war cry. It says, give me this mountain. Just giving some of you a chance to put your mask on. God's just waiting. And if you're comfortable, if you want to take that step, you just come to the front. That's okay. See, it's God who's going to make a way. Nobody else. God will make a way. It does not matter what the facts say about your situation or your mountain. God has the final word. God has the final word. Let's begin to pray, church. Some of you here tonight, the enemy has been attacking your mind. 
There has been so many thoughts. Your mind, you can't even focus because it's going in too many directions with what if, what if, what about. But God's going to free you tonight. God's going to give you peace that passes understanding. When you go home tonight, you will sleep soundly. Your mind will not be plagued. You will own that mountain. You will possess it in Jesus' name.